This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. From NPR Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. The internet can be beautiful sometimes. Those words are on the opening screen for a new video by Oliver Arnolds and Ella McGraw. Just a few weeks ago, they were a thousand miles apart and had never met. And now, thanks to the internet, they created something really beautiful. It's a song called And We'll Leave It There. So opening today's show of new music, the story of a magical collaboration with London's Ella McRobb and in Iceland, Oliver Arnolds. I usually write a lot of stuff in sound checks. I think I, I just get kind of tired of playing my own songs all the time, like when I'm sound checking. So a lot of the time I'm just improvising stuff in sound checks. And it's actually where like a lot of my songs come from, these moments. Because it's so they can be very like beautiful moments you're alone with a concert hall, you know? Like you get to like kind of feel the room and play with it and you're getting to know this new place every day. It's inspiring. I, I travel with a videographer who makes like some content for social media and stuff. And he filled me in the soundcheck and we just put it on Instagram the next day and didn't think much of it, you know? I mean, had you been working on this for a bit? Does it have a title? Did it have any, where, where was it in, in terms of? No, it was literally just like a random improvisation. Nice. It was definitely an idea starting to form. And I definitely thought like, oh, this, this is nice. I should keep working on this, you know, but it, I hadn't worked on it. I didn't know where I was going to take this. And I think that's why I was just willing to put it online, you know, just to see see, see what it does, you know. Where, where, where was this venue? And, and uh... This was in Porto, in Portugal. Like one of those old European theaters, you know, with the red seats. And the... Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and Ella, then, are, have you been listening to Oliver's music for a while? Yeah, so I, I knew of Oliver. I knew, I didn't quite know how much this was going to take off in terms of how it has done. Like I wasn't, didn't know it would be this big, but I did know of his music. I'd listened to it when I was sort of in a chill mood, just sitting there wanting to sort of relax and not think about too much. Um, that's what I think your music is perfect for. It's perfect for calming you down when you need a little moment to, to yourself. So you're scrolling Instagram and... Yeah, so I wasn't even on uh, Oliver's Instagram. I was just scrolling through Instagram, kind of a doom scroll where you're just like scrolling for no reason. Um, and then I stumbled across a video of a duckling, a really cute little baby duckling. Um, but I didn't actually care about the duckling because all I could hear was this piano piece in the background. And it literally moved me instantly. I was out and about. I couldn't do anything about it. But I was like, save, save, like, like whatever I can do to keep that sound in my library. And then, yeah, I got home and that's when I started to sort of come up with something to the improvisation. I'm assuming, and I don't know much about you. I don't know anything about you until this <laughs> moment, I, I, honestly. And and so are you a singer? Is writing something you do? Yes. Uh, 
Uh, so I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been writing music since I was really young and I've been developing as an artist for the last four years. Um, so I've already recorded an EP and things to put out to the world. Um, but then this was just something that I couldn't really ignore, basically, is the only way I can put it. I've been posting silly TikToks, like just experimenting with what I could post. But this was just something that I didn't care if zero people saw it or 100 million people saw it. I just loved it so much I had to write something to it. So you saved this file of all of hers mm-hmm. and you started writing words. So what did it inspire you to want to write about? And um... So it's funny because I don't think I've actually asked you this question of as to like what you felt when you were like thinking about what the song was, whether it was happy or sad. But from my perspective, when I was coming up with the lyrics, it was, it gave me the feeling of when your heart is breaking and you have to just give up on something Mm. um, and you're kind of just at a place where you've tried everything and it's just the end and you've kind of just got to accept that you're not always going to get the answer. And that's, that's where the lyrics came from for me, but they just fell out. It was so easy to come up with that first little uh, TikTok clip with the verse and the pre and the chorus. That was just something that just came to me. And I've been wanting to write something about that for a while, but there was nothing that inspired me in the same way that this did to, to come up with something. Settle down, don't say a word. It's all been said before. It's too late now. And it hurts, oh, it hurts so bad. And I know that I don't deserve that mm-hmm. So when I open my eyes in the morning And you're not there And I'll be you in my heart that I'm holding And you won't care the thing with this video is that it didn't really get that many views on tiktok but i did put it on my story on instagram and i had a load of people that i write with message me like i love this what's this this is so good and i was like oh people like it and then a week later was when you saw it oliver and you put it on your story and i had like so many DMs being like, Oliver's put on his story. You need to do this. You need to finish this song. Um, it was quite crazy. So your your reaction, Oliver, when you saw, I assume you tagged him, which is how he got to see it. Is that, would that be right? How it works now. And I'm kind of still perplexed by the whole thing. But basically people can use the audio of what you posted. So if I post something and it has an audio and it, people can use that audio on other videos. Okay. So I had just noticed that this piano improvisation that I had made had gone kind of viral and like tens of thousands of people were using it, this audio in their videos. So I basically just was curious and went to look at what people were doing with it, you know, so you can click the audio and you can see what people have done with it. And there's a lot of like inspirational, spiritual quotes (laughs) with it under it. There was a lot of cute ducklings and cats. and But then in all the madness, I, I found Ella's version, which was, you know, just singing over it. And when I saw hers, it just floored me. I, I just had goosebumps. And I watched it over and over and over again. Huh. And I'm actually not on TikTok. Like, I have a TikTok, but 
I don't really use it personally. So I didn't really know how to contact her. So I posted it on my Instagram, just saying like, I found this on TikTok. If any of you know this girl, please tell her I'm looking for oh, her. Wow. <laughs> and, and then she starts getting like all these messages from people like, Oliver is trying to reach you. Oh. <laughs> it was everywhere. It was on my, it was on my Instagram, my TikTok, she's commenting. Like, you need to... <laughs> it was funny. It was I very funny. your messages. <laughs> Oliver, you then invite Ella to come from, or you London, from London mm -hmm. to to Iceland to your studio in Reykjavik. Yeah, we started writing the rest of the songs, the the song just over WhatsApp. Basically, we would just send each other voice notes. So we kind of had the whole song written in just a couple of days. It came super fast. I made a string arrangement, and then yeah, she came over the next weekend, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we had set up a string ensemble. Uh, a music video director. We had just everything like needed to happen in like two days. <laughs> you know, just the weekend she was here. We did all of it. We did the video. We did the strings. We did the vocals. The piano. <laughs> it's quite mad. Had you ever done anything like that, Ella, with a larger with ensemble? No, no. I mean, it's always been like if I had a mood board, that was my mood board. Like Oliver's studio was my mood board. Pretty much <laughs> the sixth string piece. Like, and I, I been making music and it's obviously when you're starting out it's always going to be slightly lower budget and things like that so so when I I made a joke I think I whatsapped you and I was like this would sound great with an orchestra and you were like haha we'll make that happen and I was like oh will we <laughs> <laughs> and then of literally course. a week oh yeah you were like of course I was like great and then a week later there, there they were they were just and I was sitting there listening to them recording it trying not to cry basically it was, it was <laughs> incredible was it nerve-wracking at all for you or or uh, i mean i'm sure a series of emotions but you know what it, I, it wasn't uh, the, the i i love performing it's what i always loved um and to be honest it was in, it was in a room full of people that were all just super talented and everyone had that mutual understanding and that mutual love for music so it was kind of just really just a joy more than nerve-wracking i think it's well as well when you haven't got too much pressure or too many eyes watching you that are external then I think it was just it was just so much fun really more than anything I have to second that like Ella was an absolute pro <laughs> she rocks up there and we have like a camera on her and like I, I can imagine that intimidating situation yeah. to be in and she just nailed every take without a fail you know she was she was really amazing that's so beautiful that's so beautiful now it's out in the world Reaction? Yeah. Reaction is great. It's just so fun to do something that is larger than just the song itself. You know, I feel like this, this song has a larger life in, in the story, how it happened in kind of the example. I hope that it can say about social media and how we can use these often kind of negative spaces uh, to actually make something good. And yeah, it's been really wonderful to see all the feedback and I don't know uh, if there are future plans to do anything else together, but I, I sure from hearing this, uh, I hope that becomes true. Time will tell. I'm, yes. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, the end. <laughs> no, it's not the end. So now let's listen to the recording by Ellen McRobb and Oliver Arnold, along with the accompanying strings with their song, and we'll leave it there. Thank you. 
been said before. It's too late now. There's a weight upon my chest that wasn't there before. It lives here now. Ella McRobb, Oliver Arnolds, and the song, We'll Leave It There. I'll keep the sounds a bit hushed in the first half of this show and play new music from The Antlers. In 2021, after seven years without an album, The Antlers, Peter Silberman, and Michael Lerner released Green to Gold. And now we have a new single with a quietude that had me stop what I was doing and simply listen. The song is called I Was Not There. Here's Peter Silberman. Back in 2019, I used to visit this nearby recording studio, which had this gorgeous and unusual grand piano. The owner would let me use the space in the evenings when he went home to have dinner with his family, and I'd spend hours playing piano in the dark and recording ideas. 
I Was Not There was one of the ideas from those sessions. It pretty much remained a solo piano track until I started developing it into a full arrangement last summer, working with Michael Lerner to develop two distinct rhythmic sections. Like a lot of songs I've written, I was trying to demonstrate a shift in consciousness, but instead of my usual gradual approach of slowly layering sounds, I wanted the change to happen more overtly, to be felt through moments where the bottom drops out, the rhythm shifts abruptly, or my voice just evaporates. Lyrically, it came about quicker than most. I've been wanting to write about wind as a force of change, but done differently than I usually hear in songs. So it became about the various personalities of wind, the way different intensities and contexts can take on different meanings. There's a gentle breeze that makes an ordinary scene feel poignant, then a stronger, windy day that blows everything around and reminds you of forces out of your control. And then there's a sudden gale force wind that brings a storm out of nowhere, kind of terrifying but exciting too. And through these examples, I wanted the song to induce this weightless feeling of losing yourself when your thinking mind quiets down enough to let you feel connected to the present moment. When the wind picked up and through my Thank you. 
The Antlers, with their new song, I Was Not There. And if you happen to be in New York City in June, The Antlers are playing a special show in the round at one of my favorite New York City clubs, Le Poisson Rouge. And that happens on June 7th as part of the club's 15th anniversary celebration. Now here's something unusual. The duet of Cora player Balake Sissoko and cellist Vincent Segal have teamed up with another duet, that of accordion player Vincent Perroni and saxophonist Emile Parasechon. The quartet of Sissoko, Segal, Parasechon, and Perroni is a musical conversation with captivating melodic conversations. Their debut album is called Les Zigarets, and this song is called Tanye.
The sounds of Sissoko, Segal, Parajian, and Parani, and their alluring debut collaboration, La Zigaret. The song I played, Tanye. We'll take a break. I'll return with something completely different. Just wait. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding of why the world is the way it is? Listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Don't Take My Dream Away. That's the title of the debut album coming from L.A.-based singer Lauren Early. What I love about the song I'm about to play called Good Girl, Bad Boy are the many styles and personality shifts that happen within the song. Here's Lauren Early on the song's metamorphosis. Good Girl, Bad Boy is a song that I first wrote as a sad country song, and then I underwent a couple of iterations. I changed it into pop punk song, and then I started preparing for a session with my co-producer, who is Tabor Allen, formerly of Cherry Glazer, and um, I knew I wanted to do something completely new and different with him. So in preparation for that, before ever working with him, I then changed the song myself into this super idiosyncratic pop song by myself who's never really made pop music before and I knew I was on to something and I fleshed it out with Tabor and I think it's an absolute hit absolute banger uh it's my Beck Liz Fair Beastie Boys experiment from my coming album Don't Take My Dream Away
And the song Good Girl, Bad Boy from her debut album, Don't Take My Dream Away. It comes out on May 19th. The punky, somewhat atmospheric band Protomotor has been making music from Detroit for the past dozen years. Their sixth album, Formal Growth in the Desert, is coming in June. And singer Joe Casey will take us to the album's opening track, Make Way. I wanted it to lyrically be a story about the last couple of years uh, during the pandemic and kind of how we're moving past it for good or ill. Greg, our guitar player who uh, co-produced this record, had an idea to make the music very cinematic and kind of Western almost without it being country Western. And hearing the song and knowing it was going to be the first song and knowing what I wanted to talk about, it became pretty easy to come up with the subject matter and uh add a horse because i like horses welcome to the haunted earth the living afterlife where we chose to forget
Proto-Mortar, and the song Make Way from the album Formal Growth in the Desert. It's coming out June 2nd on Domino. Also, the band is out on tour in so many cities across the U.S. through July, and they're a real treat to see. The first song I heard from Fatin Kanan's new album, After Poem, was this quirky little under-two-minute tune called Castling. I was immediately intrigued, and when I dove deeper into the album, I was truly enamored by the many shifting instrumental moods. Fatin Kanan grew up both in Europe and the Middle East, and is now based in New York. Here she is to talk about her creative process to take us out in the song, Ibla. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. For this track, I wanted to blur outlines so that one couldn't hear where a section ended and the next one began. And this musical gesture becomes symbolic of larger blurrings in our lives through the passage of time and the blending of geographies. I wanted the sound quality itself to have a little grit that felt like a sand gust, but with the gentle haunting of a Jean Cocteau scene with its sheer billowing curtains. Technically, I record the spine of a track in real time and then add overdubs or cut parts out. I usually mix a track while I'm arranging it, so that becomes part of the creative process. I'm not an engineer by any means, but some of the best advice I got from my engineer friends was to just trust my ears.
on NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. With NPR Plus, there's more to hear, like extended interviews with some of the experts we talk to at Planet Money and The Indicator. It's a mistake for economists to only think about economic efficiency when considering policies because you'll actually wind up with a worse outcome. And with NPR Plus, you help keep NPR going. Learn more at plus.npr.org.